Hello and welcome to the Sharp Edge podcast where we provide valuable insight and advice on the marketing and other business type questions that painting contractors encounter as they work towards achieving their goals. Now here's our hosts, Martin Morgan and Becca Hackley. Welcome to the Sharp Edge podcast, a podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and business resource for painting contractors. In this episode, we will be hitting on key factors for recruiting employees, specifically for your painting business. There's no doubt that finding the right people and being able to hire them is a really hard job. Luckily, Martin has spent quite a lot of time exploring and presenting on recruiting employees, so needless to say, we're pretty excited to just jump right in. That's right, Becca. We're definitely excited to jump into this really important topic. And uh, you referenced, uh, I've spent some time talking about recruiting and hiring and and just creating a a culture within the workplace. Previous to to joining on board with ProPainter Websites, I spent eight years at an HR consulting firm and and did a a fair amount of of both research and writing and, and presenting on on some of these issues and, and I'm happy to apply some of the things that I've learned and some of the things that I've be I've seen be successful in this podcast to share with others and hopefully provide insights that, that are that are helpful to painting contractors out there. I guess I forgot that you had the experience with the HR. I mean, I was thinking specifically in this industry, but you've talked about a lot of different people. So that's yes, cool. yeah, absolutely. And you know, everything doesn't doesn't transfer from one industry to the next. Obviously, yeah. there's differences, but there are some key things that can really have an impact, regardless of the type of employer that you are. And I will have to say, I mean, people are people. Of course, people. Everyone is different and unique in their own way, but when it comes to actually recruiting and keeping the employees, you know, it, it all has to start with some sort of foundation. That is absolutely correct. And, and one of those key things is creating the conditions for a great culture and a great work environment, and then to tell everybody about that. And we certainly know that with painting contractors, the work environment has a different meaning than it really does for many employers who may just have a brick and mortar location where everybody or almost everybody works, although in in the times of uh, telecommuting or uh, when we have a pandemic like now and and many people are working remote, that's certainly different as well. Uh, But when it comes to painting contractors and your work environment is most often, it it might be in somebody's house, it might be outside somebody's house, it might be uh, business, a commercial endeavor. So the work environment changes. And what I would just say about that in this context is think about that work environment as wherever you are or wherever you're gathered as a team. So the employees experience certainly within that work environment. And some of the things that you can do to make sure that that culture, that work environment is the way that you want it to be, is to make sure that you establish your core values. And they should be usually three, four, five specific things that you would say about what it really means to work for your company, for your business. What are those things that you value above all others? And those should be things really that as as a business person you use when it comes to hiring, when it comes to firing, when it comes to making other employment type decisions. 
those are critically important. And one of the reasons they are is because you're going to hold those things almost like above everything else when it comes to your business. And when you do that, your employees are going to expect you to own up to that. So one of the things you can do is recognize people for really living up to the core values. You know, catch people doing really good things and recognize them uh, in whatever way is going to have the biggest impact for them. So core values are really important. Uh, you also have to remember you don't own the culture. So we can talk about culture and how important it is, but that's not really something you as an owner or as the, the lead business person really owns. Everybody plays a role in that culture. One of the great things um, that I heard five to 10 years ago, it was related more to brand, but it also is true for the culture. And in some ways they're very similar, especially now, is that, uh, and I'll just say it in terms of culture, the culture is really like a sponge. So it just soaks up everything that happens in the work environment and the different opinions and thoughts of employees, all those things go into that culture. And that's, that's what you have. And, and with everybody contributing, every, all of the employees, sometimes customers as well, you don't really own it, but you can totally mess it up if, if you make one bad decision. Because you're, you're, setting, you're setting the terms for what it means to work with your, your company, in your business, what those things mean. So your voice is louder than everybody else's as the, as the owner. So you want to be cautious of that, but also know, you know, it really is a sponge. And those, those, those relationships are really critically important that you have with your employees, especially most painting contractors, most painting businesses are, are pretty small. So when you're talking about smaller businesses, that's, that's all the more important that you want to be really mindful of those relationships that you have with all of the employees within your business. And when you say sponge, you, you know, like you said, soaking it all up. Well, that goes hand in hand with the good and the bad. So regardless how great you have it in, in your work environment, whether you're at somebody's house, at a business, anywhere, whatever, whatever says, whatever happens, whatever goes, that's what people are going to soak up. That is exactly right. It soaks up all the good and the bad. And, and you got to realize that, that that's part of, of what that sponge is. So obviously you want it to soak in as much of the good as you possibly can to make up for anything that, that might be bad. So when you're not in such a great work environment, like you hate going to work every day, you can't stand your job. You know, people are constantly cranky. There's just not a whole lot to aspire to. People aren't going to stick around. That's why as an owner, I mean, you need to bring your A game specifically every day because you need to model the behavior that you want to see. Just like Martin said, like a sponge. They see it. They'll soak it up. They're going to just reiterate it in their own behavior, hopefully. And hey, if they don't, maybe they aren't a great fit for your business, too. So that's something to keep in mind. Absolutely true. And, and your point about the owner needing to be the model is, is right on. Because the message you send to any of your employees, if, if you're not modeling the core values, is that the core values don't matter. 
And exactly. You've got to really set the standard when it comes to, to adhering to those core values, owning up to them. And as as a as a team, a, a work of just painting business all together. Once you've got that down to really establish their core values, you're modeling it. Your employees are learning it from you. It's it's all about you versus the other guys. And when I say other guys, I mean your competition. I mean, if, if you have your ducks in a row, all the power to you. It is very true, and, and this is something that businesses, especially uh, small businesses, sometimes don't realize as much is that really the competition for talent is is fierce and good talent will have lots of opportunities. So as a painting contractor, a lot of times when it comes to potentially adding somebody to your team, you're not just competing against other painting contractors. You might be competing against other trades. You might be competing against Amazon. We've heard numerous stories of people, of painting contractors who have lost their employees who have gone to work for Amazon because they can make more working in the warehouse or potentially being a driver out on the streets. So all of those things really you're competing against because people are going to go or gonna, they're going to kind of be like a, a magnet to those opportunities that they feel are going to be the best for them so you've got to really broaden your horizons you've got to be able to sell your business as a place that, that they want to work you know it's not just you providing a job they're not the only one that has to sell you you've got to be able to sell them when especially when it comes to top talent and one of those things really is as a business owner as a small business when it comes to being a paying contractor, you, you, you have the most important relationship with that potential employee. You've really got to build that rapport. Chances are good. You're selling yourself. You're selling your vision. You're selling your idea, your ideas and your ability to run a business to them. So it is, it is very important to make sure that you're thinking about it in that standpoint of, of selling your company, your business as a place that, that they want to work. And the, the people that you work with, I mean, it's your work family. So if you can be as creative as possible, just with emphasizing your advantages, that's going to work so well in your favor. And when I when I say being creative, what we mean is, I mean, you don't have to pay your employees a million dollars because they come to work every day or have the world's best this or that. You know, Martin mentioned the Amazon example other employees being pulled away because they're they're going to be paid more. They probably got pulled away because something else at their work environment wasn't wasn't in their favor. Maybe maybe they didn't feel appreciated. And that that's what people that's what people need. I mean, I I need support. I need to have kind of like the the backbone of somebody to push me further, to make me grow, to learn new things. And I think that that's for all employees. Martin, you mentioned too, the owner has the best relationship with that employee. Going beyond that, you know, you it's your job to figure out what matters to them. You know, whatever matters to them should matter to you as the owner to a degree, because the more that you can value their opinions, everything that's important to them, like maybe it's the hours they work or their family, 
anything that you can give them that they're going to appreciate, that's going to help them stick around more so than maybe an extra $2 an hour. And, and I love what you touched on there, Becca, too, as far as getting to know them. That's, that's critically important. And it's important that you really start off that relationship on the right foot for somebody that you are considering hiring, even from the first interview process. Because the more that you can understand their motivations, why they, you know, what gets them up in the morning, what they're excited about, you, you can then speak to them about those things. You can understand it better. You can reward them accordingly. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people have the, the misconception that you have to treat all your employees exactly the same. You've got to give them the exact same benefits, the exact same perks. And, and that's not true. What you want to do is, is you want to personalize those benefits and perks within reason. And it's understandable there can sometimes be only so much that, that you can do. You know, as a painting contractor, more often than not, you're, you're going to be going from site to site. And, and there's not much you can do about that. Some things are just, you know, facts. that's just the way it works. And there's nothing you can do about that. But there are different things that you can do. There are different perks that you can provide. And some of those things are, are, are perks or benefits that can't be provided by other employers. So you really want to make sure that you emphasize those things in the conversations that you have with candidates. You want to talk through them. You want to make that connection. You want to understand where they're coming from so that you can point out the specific things that's going to matter most for them. And from your standpoint, if, if you're not going to be able to provide something that is going to matter to them, or it's clearly not going to be a good fit for reasons, it's better for you to know that as soon as possible so that you can move on. Even with somebody that you think would be a great candidate, if it's clear from a chemistry standpoint or just a wants and needs motivation standpoint, it's not going to work, then, then you want to know that. And, and the other thing you want to think about throughout this process and the reason that that plays into it and as a business owner is that you always want to be recruiting so you shouldn't just wait until you have an open position to be recruiting and that doesn't mean you're actively looking and, and you know offering jobs but but you should be networking for the purpose of of hiring somebody potentially anybody you come across could could be a good candidate it could be the uh, a child of, of a customer that you have. You just don't know where potential candidates are going to come from. And if you have an idea of who might be good or who might be available should a position open uh, for whatever reason, then that's gonna able, enable you to be able to, to move quickly. Uh, and you, know, you, wanna, you wanna think of that for every role you have within your organization. So no matter how big or how small you are as a company, you want to consider that, okay, you know, if this person left, who might I replace them with? Am I ready to be able to do something? Is there a move for me to make? Do I have a potential candidate list that I can use? So you want to think about that from that standpoint too. You know, make sure that you're always recruiting or considering, hey, might this be a good employee for me down the road? Bringing it just to today, I mean, just think about the last year, if this has this last year with the pandemic has taught us everything about kind of being on your toes. You don't really ever know what to expect, whether that's your life or your employee's life, health, 
I mean, job transitions, everything. I mean, as a as a business owner, it's a hard job to just always being able to be prepared and feeling comfortable in seeking the like the new and trustworthy employees. But if you can start now and just keep that momentum going, it's going to help you keep on track. And recruiting, of course, like that can be done in many different forms. I mean, depending on your location, if somebody is going out of business and maybe they have three other painting contractors on their hands, like if you're networking with them, you're able to kind of communicate like, hey, I'm looking for a, a great trustworthy employee. And that's how you can get that communication, that reputation out there of you and what you're looking for. I think that's a great way to start with recruiting. Those are definitely good points. And taking that a little bit further, Becca, is you, you want to keep your eyes out for sources of talent that you might be able to bring into your organization. And when you're doing that, who knows where that might be? Some of that might be opportunities that are coming from other businesses where they're they're having problems. And, and unfortunately, over this past year or so, we've seen that happen a lot to lots of businesses because it's been so difficult, both from just a regular living standpoint, but also for businesses to survive. So keep your eyes out for those potential opportunities. If there are opportunities for you to build a talent funnel that might be talking to high schools or community colleges or tech schools, some way for you to establish like an apprenticeship program, all of those things that, that are, are great ways for you to potentially always be recruiting and establishing yourself out there. And the other thing about that too is that you, you, you may be able to find employees anywhere, potential employees, but what you really wanna focus on especially if you feel strongly about your ability to teach them the skills is focusing on the attributes that they have you know you you can't you can't teach somebody really just a, a way of life or how they are or how they look at the world or motivation or any of those things so you know consider those attributes and and how they operate how they how they relate to others critically important if you feel like you can just teach them the skills. So, you know, you can coach somebody up a lot of time on skills, but but you can't coach them on the soft skills that are going to be critical for them to be successful in your organization. I love that. I didn't even think about that, especially with students. I mean, they it goes hand in hand, right? As a student, you might be very open and excited to learn and grow to be trainable. Yes. But then they do might have, um, you know, some 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 skills that they, they do need to work on personally, but really focusing on the attributes, like you said, that's I like that. Right. That. Because we have almost all worked with somebody who was just great with the things that the job needed, but just terrible to work with. Or you could see from the standpoint of how they function within an organization or maybe how they treated other people is you know, this, this this person is really hurting us in ways but they produce you know they produce so a lot of times organizations keep them on it's one of the worst things you can do 
for your culture is, is to keep that high performing jerk on your team. So yeah, you want to look for those people who are going to be the opposite of that. You know, you can coach them up with the skills, but just, you know, they're, the things you said are, are great, Becca. Like they're they're excited, they're motivated, they're ambitious. They just don't know. They just don't quite know how to do it yet. But if you can teach them those skills, you're going to have somebody who's really going to be a good worker. And especially if they're loyal, also because you did teach them those skills. And speaking of the excited, the motivated, the people who are looking for an employer or a new job they're gonna do research on their own, especially if they're passionate about where their career is gonna take them. So that, that, that comes to a few questions that you need to ask yourself about your painting business. Do you have a website? I mean, do you have social media that represents who you are as a painting business? A lot of websites that I've seen, um, since we're, we're kind of in that business, <laughs> um, we, do, we do a lot of looking around and, there's a big difference between seeing professional, trustworthy, like great sites that represent who a business is rather than um, you go to one and you're like, what in the world? Like, I wouldn't trust them, these people to even paint my house. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind. Go back and walk through your website and your just your online presence overall, like your reviews, for example. Are you there? Are you answering? How how does it look to a potential employee? Are they going to want to work for you? And of course, as people are looking for jobs, they need a great way to contact you. So do you have a form that maybe they can fill out to apply to a job or an easy, accessible way to make an appointment to talk with you? These are things that if if an if a potential employee aren't seeing this, it makes it a lot harder for them to reach out to you. So always keep that in mind. And last, last, yeah, go ahead, Martin. I was going to say those are those are great points because you're right. A lot of a lot of people, especially if if they are they're they're thinking they're they're likely to have their choice of employers because of their talent or their hunger or, or any of those things that they're going to be working just as hard to make sure a potential employer is a good fit for them as as the employer is going to be working to to try to find good fits for their business and do you, with that going hand in hand i mean when and a potential employee is looking around and just hearing things about reputation about your business, it's totally like judging a book by its cover. Like if they don't like what they're seeing or hearing, they're just going to move on to the next painting business. And I, I laugh because I think it's true, but it's also so serious, especially now when like if you can't recruit and find employees, it's so hard. You can't even do jobs that you potentially could if you had the people to do them. It's it's that is definitely true, and and it's difficult from that standpoint because if you don't have the employees, you don't have the team to complete a job. You're just not going to be able to do it, or you get, your timetable is going to be much longer than what the let's say homeowner or business, whatever the client customer would be, you, you want to try to match up to the timetable. And most of them, 
want things to be done as quickly as possible. So, so you want to try to be able to do that. The, the dangerous thing and what you want to be careful about, and, and unfortunately, it might be a situation that you find yourself in, is that you know potential jobs and you don't have the, the number of employees that you're going to need to execute these jobs. So let's say you're going into, you know, you're going into the spring, you've got jobs lined up, you're anticipating more jobs, you've got the possibility to have a big spring. What you really want to avoid is, is hiring people that aren't, that aren't going to be a, a good fit just to fill the jobs. And I, I often compare this to, you know, don't be starving at the grocery store. So we've all had that experience where we go into the grocery store and maybe we've made a list or maybe the list is in our head and we're thinking it's four or five different things. We're just getting enough that we need to, to make dinner tonight, right? And instead what happens is you're hungry. You're hungry, you missed lunch, you've been busy, you know, you were running all day, you were doing giving estimates, you were, um, you were painting. Uh, all of those things, and it's the evening, and you're hungry, and you're at that grocery store, and that list of four or five things becomes you going right down the chip aisle and picking like five bags of chips, and you're grabbing all this other stuff, and the next thing you know, your cart is completely full, and you probably turn into a bag already starting to eat something because you're hungry at the grocery store, and that's not what you want to, the position you want to be in when it comes to bringing people into your organization. Because if you're starving at the grocery store, every bag of chips you see is going to look good. And if you're starving for employees, every potential employee you see is going to look good. So, so you want to, you want again, this is where that always be recruiting, where the, the potential uh, employees, somebody you might want to bring into your organization helps. Um, so you want to try to prevent yourself from being starving at the grocery store. And the other point beyond that, you're going to be it may hurt from the standpoint of not being able to take on as many jobs as you would like, but it's going to be much better for you to not hire that person who has that opportunity to be the jerk that ruins your culture than it is to bring them in just to get the short-term gain potentially in revenue that's going to do long-term harm. That really is so good. It's so true. You're kind of desperate for the work. You're desperate for the employees, and then everything looks good. And it's just like, just think how much healthier it could be if it was a carrot and not a Cheeto. Right, right, right. Or you, you're you're looking at it, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, do they do they have a heartbeat, and and can they roll a brush? You know, let's let's sign them off. That that's where you know bad decisions are are often made, unfortunately. And like we said in the beginning, like hiring. And let alone recruiting can just be a beast of its own to conquer and actually figure out and keep the momentum going, like we said. But if it's something that you're really willing to work at and continue to work into the painting business, I think you're going to naturally just feel more comfortable and confident in your ability to do so. So the employees that you do have, I think, will pick up on that, too. And they're going to stick around, especially if you provide that culture with your core values, you know, you, you help them soak it up like a sponge in all the good ways that you that you provide as you model it. That is correct, Becca. And, and you always want to have conversations with your employees. Understand where they are. You know, it, it, it's going to be great for your business. Have those conversations. 
understand if they still are where they were when they joined your organization. What are their motivations? Where are they in their life? And when it comes to recruiting, you know, make sure that you hire people who are going to be a good fit. Don't be afraid to hire somebody that's going to take some more coaching if you know that they've got the right excitement, eagerness, uh, willingness to learn, all of those things that are important. And, and we thank you greatly for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you've gotten some insights out of it that you can use in, in your business. And, and if you did, or if you're just interested in hearing what we've got to talk about going forward, we invite you and encourage you to please subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that you typically listen to your podcast. And again, thanks and let us know if we can be of help. Thank you for listening to the Sharp Edge podcast. If you want more information about this, please visit propainterwebsites.com and head to our resource center. We plan on hosting a podcast each month, so subscribe. You won't want to miss out. Also, we just have one last favor to ask of you. It would mean a lot to us if you would share this with your friends or other painting contractors. Our goal is to help you succeed, so you can help us achieve this goal by telling someone else about the show. Thanks again and have a great day.